What is going on? This is Edgar Otraves, and welcome to another episode of the Floral Podcast. Now, today on the show, my co-host will be Cousin Primo, and we're going to do a retrospective on the movie The Blind Swordsman, Satoichi, directed by Beat Takeshi, written, directed, and starring Beat Takeshi, also known as Takeshi Kitano. Now, if you're new to the show and you like hearing retrospectives on movies, make sure you head on over to our website, thefloralpodcast.com. There, you'll find a complete catalog of all our episodes and a store where you can buy some merchandise and rep the podcast. So for those of you who don't know, the Satoichi character is a blind swordsman that's based on a series of movies that started back in 1963. And this is one of the more modern ones, one of my favorites, directed by Beat Takeshi. So towards the end, we veer off topic a little bit, as always, but we also talk about some of our other favorite movies. Anyway, I hope you like this episode. Now, on with this show. All right, welcome to another episode of the Flow Row Podcast. I am Edgar Otra Vez. Otra Vez. <laughs> and today my co-host is Cousin Primo. What's up, Primo? What's up, my brother? Primo. She's in the house. All right. So now today we're going to be doing a retrospective of the movie, the 2003, right? The 2003. Yes, 2003. South uh, Toichi, uh, or The Blind Swordsman. It's got a few different titles. Uh, South Toichi, The Blind Swordsman, or The Blind Swordsman, South Toichi, or just plain South Toichi. It's the 2003 film directed by Takeshi Kitano, which is, who is also known as Beat Takeshi. So, uh, what do you think, first off? First of all, this movie is badass. I ain't gonna lie. Mm-hmm. I like it. Okay. First of all, I'm, you know me. We're into growing up. We used to watch the Samurai Sunday stuff. Hell you know? yeah. Mm-hmm. And this brought me back to it. You know, and the crazy thing that I loved about it so much was that it was a blind swordsman. Yeah. So finesse, so clean when it came down to his skill. You know, like, guy had no words in the world because he knew he was the best. You know, mm-hmm. it was like, wow, wow. Yeah. There, there was an interesting um, kind of aspect of his acting or his persona on, on the, in the film because he was, uh, he did kind of, I, I, I don't know how to describe it. It was very, I guess part of it is like old man-ish. It's just like, yeah, you mm-hmm. know, whatever, you know, kind of didn't care, you know? Right. And he just did things, and he's almost a force of nature in, in that respect, where he just kind of, like he he just does things you don't know he's doing them, you know. And, and uh, it's it's very interesting. So here, let me give a synopsis or a quick summary of of the movie. So, Sao Tuichi is a character based on the old movies, the old samurai movies of a blind swordsman. Beat Takeshi in two thousand three, re uh, wrote and directed this movie. And basically, you know, what it is, is Satoichi is a wandering swordsman, but nobody knows he's a swordsman because he's blind. So he's very unassuming. And it starts in the movie as every movie does. In the first 15 minutes, there's a fight and he just does away with some attackers. Now, throughout the movie, there's a little bit of jumping back and forth, but Satoichi happens upon a small town that is just getting wrecked by 
a little bit of a gang war or a mafia war between three different factions. And one faction, was it the Gino clan? It, they're basically kind of taking over and doing away with the other gangs. And the thugs that run things for the mafia, for that particular Yakuza, is just bleeding the townspeople for money. They, they went from once a month pulling extortion or, or pulling protection money from the people of the village to every day. And it, it's getting to the point where the people can't even feed themselves, right? Now, uh, one of the things that happens in the movie is you get introduced to the Naruto kids who disguise themselves as geishas in order to exact revenge on the Gino clan. Eventually, they make their way to this village themselves as well and start to try to figure out who are the people they need to take vengeance on. They have a couple of names. They really don't know. They were, child, they were children when their family was assassinated by this Yakuza. And what they ended up doing was you know, systematically killing people, but also trying to find out who was involved in the murder of their, of their clan. Also, Satoichi happens to help this old lady with her groceries and uh, eventually ends up finding a place to stay with her and just kind of, you know, just living life, poking around, not really looking for trouble, but not afraid of things. Happens to find out that there's, I don't know if he has like a sixth sense or if he has an idea that there's something wrong with the town or he went there knowing that there was something going on with, with uh, Yakuza, so he went there to right the wrongs mm -hmm. or he just happened to show up and he, he slowly figured it out. I get the impression, because there's not much backstory, I get the impression that he kind of figures it out while he's there that right that that there's a that this town is having trouble with the yakuza so then um he finds out that there's some shady dealings he ends up at a gambling house mm -hmm. where they're playing dice you know because of his ability to hear really well is able to pick out what the dice will roll he gets all this money but then eventually try to like stiff him you know on a bet figures out that they use some fake dice and then madness ensues. He just, he just starts chopping people up. The, the gangs get wise, the blind swordsmen, because by that time, everybody knows about Satoichi. And Satoichi is an old man, I think, at this point. So right. then they find out that the blind swordsman's hanging out. They also figure out that the Naruto kids have come back and figured out that they have something to do with the clan that they killed way back when for money. Also, one of the other plot lines in the story is that there's a ronin, a masterless samurai, looking for work and ends up deciding to take work from the Gino Yakuza clan. So then once he gets hired by them, he goes around enforcing the laws of, of the Yakuza and eventually everything comes to a head where the Naruto kids figure out who were the perpetrators of the murder of their clan they go to try to assassinate the two people involved and satoichi shows up and saves them chops everybody up and then saves the two kids pulls them out of there and then goes around assassinating the rest of the yakuza people eventually he has a duel with uh, which is funny. He has a duel with that Ronin. Right. And that ends real quick. And it's one of the buildups. You know, it's one of the things that's like, oh, they're going to come to a head and it's going to be this big fight. And it's not. 
he just quickly does away with him and then finally because he's uh, he he kind of gets a scent for this is not over figures out that a few unsuspecting characters in the movie who were tavern owners and ta- and, and a tavern worker he figures out that those are the real bosses and kills them both or actually he kills the one mm-hmm. that's actually like uh the one that, that does all the the dealings and then he right. kills the master of that guy who basically taught him everything who taught him how to be a mafia man who right. is an old old man and so he does away with him he says i'm not going to kill you killing you is too good for you i'm going to make you blind and so he cut him in the eyes and that's where the story ends now uh, it's funny because while this is happening while he's finishing the bosses of the story there's this big dance sequence which is kind of odd but it makes sense because at the end of the story this is all building up to a festival day and it's not only a celebration of whatever festival it was but also a celebration of their freedom from mm-hmm. the from the yakuza that was infesting their little village for the last 10 years now right. a fantastic story uh really simple a simple vengeance story slash hero story and uh lots lots going on lots of little characters so i didn't fill in all the details but as we go through the podcast we'll do that so um what did what, what was one of the standout characters for you in the story well there were a couple people that stood out in this movie for me it was like the ronin with the wife first of all he's looking for a guy for another samurai that defeated him Yes. And disrespected him. So when he finally finds him, finds out that the guy that he wants to fight so bad is sick. He's already dying. There's no point in me fighting him. So by disgracing him, he just cuts his wooden sword Mm -hmm. that he that he carried. So that was it. Well, there's a that's an interesting story, uh, a little plot line, because one of the things that that guy said to him was, um, something about you know a real samurai uses a sword for a weapon mm-hmm. not a right. stick i don't fight with sticks and right. so then when he went to kill him he's like pick up your sword and he says like i never had a sword like saying i was exactly. never i was never really a samurai right yeah and with that he has no honor exactly so right. all this time he was getting his ass kicked by nobody exactly nobody Nobody who whooped his ass. Yep. <laughs> so then that kind of left him dealing with uh, like uh, unfulfilled vengeance, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and uh, and a way to kind of not only prove himself as a warrior, but also uh, regain some kind of honor. Right. But when he goes to the bar, right, and he sees that Tucci just sitting there drinking, he actually tries to bully him into a fight. Yeah. You know? You know, and I'm like, dude. And I think he does that because he wants to reclaim his honor. And he's like, well, if I defeat this guy, knowing who he is, I can I can earn back some of my honor. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was the whole point of him seeking him out. He really wanted him badly. Yeah, and it, you know? wasn't that a weird cut, too? Like, like they, they faced off. They both mm-hmm. draw swords, and he put his sword on him. Mm-hmm. but they didn't do anything to each other and then he said it's crowded in here let's go outside and then that was it right 
nothing happened. They, they didn't go anywhere. It just stopped there. And then it jumped in, into like the next day. And I'm like, yeah, what? Like, it was a weird he wasn't cut. Ready. He yeah. wasn't ready for him. That's what it was. So he let him go. Mm-hmm. He said, I'll see you soon. Yeah. Well, so we'll see each other again. That's exactly what he said. Oh, okay. That's when he backed out. That's when he backed out. Okay. So he knew. But by studying that, 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 that form of his, he thought he had him. Yeah. He thought he had him. Okay, I'll do this, but I can always get him this way. You know, thinking, oh, I, he's always going to pull the sword upward. Yeah. And he didn't figure that he would go downward with it. Yeah. And that's how he, and that's, and that, that's why that duel was like, boom. Yeah. Quick. Well, he, so that's, that's right. That's exactly it. Because when they met in the end, uh, mm-hmm. they faced off again and they were looking at each other and he remembered how he was going to draw his sword, how he drew it in the bar. And then he, he figured he was going to draw um, like uh, reverse handed, you know, like uh, with a, like with a pike handle. Right. Or, um, and so instead, right at the last moment, Tawutuichi switched the grip on the, on the sword and drew it the baseball bat way and mm-hmm. cut him. And uh, he he didn't see it coming, and that killed him. And that was right. Yeah, that was a great point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was looking at that. I was like, wow, he just just backhanded him real quick. Like, wow, that was it. Yeah, yeah. Well, he he was... did get cut. That's what you did get cut. Mm-hmm. He didn't get him in the arm, but he wasn't as fast, and he wasn't predicting that type of move. Yeah, and that's what you killed know? that other guy, and the Ronin. Killed that other guy. Yeah, and I love movies that are like that. You know, very, very, very detailed and like when it comes to sword fighting, mm-hmm. you know, and like the first scene, he's like, he's ambushed or something. They, oh, they try to, they know who he is. So they send a kid to steal his sword. Yeah. So he takes it and then the gang comes up to him. Yeah, we have your sword. And he just grabs it and starts cutting people, puts it back. And I was like, Jesus, <laughs> it's like, dude, you're stupid. Yeah, should grab that sword and yell, "We got your sword!" (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know. But hey, you never know. He could knock one dude down, get lucky, get the sword, and start doing it all over again. Yeah, yeah. But it was a very interesting part in that movie. That like showing off his skill right away in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Because that's one of the things they do in the beginning of the movie. The first fifteen minutes is the first act, and it's always an introduction of the hero. In, mm-hmm. in in some way you figure out whether or not he's going to uh he whether he's going to be a reluctant hero if he's going to be a hero about the story or he's going to be a you know your typical hero or if he's gonna or if he's like a novice hero so all those things get introduced in the first 15 minutes and obviously he's a seasoned veteran of the battlefield and so when and that's the introduction we get you know like yeah you tried to outsmart him but he's smarter than you you know, he's not only smarter, but more skilled, right? He outdid all those guys. Like, like nothing. Yeah. The one, the one scene that I liked the most was when he's walking down the street and like the so-called ninjas jump off from the ground and jump above and he just gets them like, chum, chum, chum. he's like, yeah. puts the sword back down. I'm like, Jesus, you're yeah. badass. Yeah. Right at the end where he's yeah. looking, where he's looking for the, like the second last boss. Exactly. Like yeah. that was a, that was a very cool move i like that yeah so um that that was all interesting because i was like i had seen this movie a long time ago and forgot those those last two details where the tavern owner is the real mob boss 
and the the other the other like old man who was like the worker for the tavern owner is the one who was teaching him how to be a mob boss uh all of it was crazy and if he didn't take care of those two that village would have continued to have problems exactly. so that's why he went in and basically exterminated the issue you know like he went and took mm-hmm. care of these two cats right um, but yeah that ninja scene was dope man and mm-hmm. and then he was like i can't believe you figured me out he said and he's like yeah i, I smelled the stench of you of you the moment i met you yeah it's actually the stench of death and blood yeah I smell that i was like jesus boy he yeah got too cold he's gonna kill you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah at that at that point if he told me that shit i would have ran yeah i don't care i'm like, I'm gone you be you're, you might be good with a sword but you gotta catch me first i'm sorry <laughs> yeah for for real right like yeah i would have right. just ran i would have i would have thrown arrows at his uh, fucking rocks and shit you know like mm-hmm. screw that no, I, I, would, I would run and throw rocks to the side he, heard that. <laughs> he, he probably would have <laughs> so okay so here's here's something that i did not get all right okay. at the end of the movie towards the end i can't remember if it was uh with the mob boss or the mob boss's teacher but he reveals that he can actually see yes you know? that's the very last scene the very last person he kills which is the the mob the mob boss the mob boss or the mob boss's teacher the mob boss's teacher okay the one that he blinds him yeah yeah he's like you can see yeah and he goes yes and you see his eyes are like lighting they're like they're like glowing in the dark he looks demonic yeah exactly he i wanted to say he looks kind of evil yeah you know and then he said he said something profound i don't know i can't remember what he said he said that the blind uh have better senses than than those that that see and that's oh, why okay. he that's why he wanted to uh, walk around blind because he didn't want to he, he wanted to be able to use his other senses but he also it was something, something to that effect he also said something toward the end which was like he okay at the end you see him walking and he falls he trips over a rock yeah right and when he's falling you hear him say even with my eyes wide open i i can't see anything so and that's just it like is he is he blind or i think or is it just a a statement about or is he trying to say something i think he's trying to say something i think he's trying to say that even though you can you can still see you're not going to be able to see everything Mm. okay and i think that's that was that's what it really means. It's like, hey, even though stuff is right in front of you, you can never see you, everything that's around you. Or yeah. I'm thinking as a, sort of like an expression of life. Even though you see life in front of you, you'll never see the full potential of it. Yeah. That's how I see it as. Yeah. That, that's kind of what I got as well. It's something to, the, something to that extent where he's like, yeah, just because I have my, my eyes open doesn't mean that I'm seeing everything. But Exactly. But I, I'm conf- it, may, it confused the shit out of me because I wasn't sure if he can see or not. He's like, was he was he lying before, and he he really never could see, or is he, or you know, he can see, and he's just making a statement about how silly it is to sometimes be able to see and still fall over, you know, 
again, as a metaphor for, you know, being blind to things, even when you can see. Dude, I never thought about it that way. When you said, he probably just opened up his eyes just to fake him out. Maybe. Because it's fucking creepy. (laughs) It's creepy as hell, you know? And I was thinking, I'm thinking, you know, when I first see that, I was like, oh, this guy could see. Yeah. You know? But he just chooses not to see. Mm Mm-hmm. So he can experience and heighten his senses. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, that's deep. I wouldn't do it. I love TV too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, yeah, you know? But I, I think also like, uh, just because, well, maybe he's blind, right? And mm-hmm. so even with my eyes wide open, I still can't see. Right. So he's still he's still blind. He's got his eyes open, but that doesn't mean they work. Exactly. You know, Dude, that could be it too. Maybe who knows? Um, God, that's an interesting detail. I I wonder what what the actual meaning of it is. Um, it it confused the crap out of me because I'm like, well, can you see or not? <laughs> like somebody tell me, man, because uh, you know, I'm confused. Um, I thought it was great. The one of the saddest uh things about the movie though is the fact that. And this is this is deep, man. Because like, okay, mm-hmm. so the kids basically are orphaned, right? Mm-hmm. And they're they have to now they're just wandering the streets, right? And eventually get picked up by somebody else, right? And that person tries to take advantage of the boy. He has right. an interest in boys, and he wanted to do something awful to the boy. So then. Uh, the sister, uh, whose name is Ikunu, goes to save Seitaro, or actually goes to spy on Seitaro, who's also known as Ose. So she goes to look for Ose, finds that he's being dressed up like a girl by this weirdo dude. Exactly. And, and uh, you know, she sees it, yells out. He realizes what's about to happen. and runs away so they both run off right and now they're they're truly without any resources so they're out on the street and and they they're now you know no money no place to stay and the boy chooses to pretend to be a girl Mm -hmm. and, and go and you know be with men right all right and that is so sad because he's a little little boy, mm-hmm. and he made that choice to, you know, save his sister from having to do that stuff. Exactly. But then the sister grows up to be the assassin. She's the one who carries the blade in the guitar. Mm-hmm. So he does all the dancing and all the distraction, and she kills everybody. Right. So they both have lived a hard, awful life. Mm-hmm. You know, um, well, the first guy they killed together, they killed him together, and that was the the clerk. Yeah, who well, who took the bribe that let the people in to kill his fam- to kill their family. Yeah, yeah. When they first get to the town, right? Yeah. So it's um, well, I mean, again, I I believe he distracted her, or um, Ose distracted the man. While she tied uh, the string of the guitar around dude's neck, 
Mm-hmm. And she was like, he was like, what's going on? And he's just like, we're the Naruto kids, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, Jesus, what the fuck? You know? Mm-hmm. So it's an interesting, um, like, collage of characters. Mm-hmm. So then, um, so they, I mean, that's how they grew up, man. Because of these jerks, they, they grew up on the street, you know, luring people to, you know, to, to like steal their money, tricking men to yeah. steal, steal their money. And, and that's how they, they spent their lives. Now they almost did the same thing to Satoichi and the, the nephew of the one lady he was staying with. Yeah. She, what's his name? Shin, Shin, the gambler Shinkichi, Shinkichi, right. Shinkichi. Right. So yeah, Shinkichi uh, was like addicted to gambling. Exactly. And one of the, that's another storyline where Satoichi kind of teaches him almost how to find the right bet. Mm-hmm. And, you know, by closing his eyes, he was able to pick the right bets. But at one point, Satoichi and him were sitting there and they were getting all the bets. And then at one point, uh, the Shinkichi, next- yeah, Shinkichi turns to Satoichi and says, you know, should I bet it all? And he, and you know, uh, Satoichi kind of laughs and like, you know, shakes his head. Yeah, sure. You know, whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. And so dude's like, all right, fuck it. We're putting it all down, you know? And he's like, what should I do? Even odds. And he's like odds or whatever. Right. right. So he bets on odds and you know, the one guy, one, one of the bad guys, uh, signals to another bad guy. And he's like, that's it. You know, this is, this is where we take all their money. Right. So then he gives one guy a look, he taps the bar. The other guy hears the, the tap knows that that's the sign to like switch the dice. And so then he switches the dice when he roll right before he pulls the cup. He's like, hold on. Satoichi's like, hold on. It's like the dice. There's something wrong with those dice now. What you do? Mm-hmm. And he's like, what are you talking about? And then he's like, slice, 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 blood, blood, blood. You know? That was so dope, dude. I wish I had that kind of power. I was just like, hold on. You're trying to pull a fast one. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I love like he that. Heard he heard it was something wrong with that dice. Yeah. And he says, would you call me a cheater? And yeah. With the sword, and he's like, Chow, and there goes the arm. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it was crazy because he, he didn't even bother talking to him about it. You know, no. they, usually there's a little bit of an argument. No, you're, you're cheating. No, no, I'm not cheating. He's like, he's like, you calling me a cheater? I'm like, Boom, I'm not even dealing He's with this. He's not even having it. He's no. <laughs> and you know, slice, I got a sword. You can talk to the sword. Mm-hmm. This is done. You tried to, you know, you should have just been like, oh, you caught me. You know? Sorry. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. What, you calling me a cheater? Slice. This is Because right, right there, this is going nowhere. Slice, yeah. you know? He's like, I got to kill you yeah. and everybody in here. <laughs> <laughs> Great, we're all having fun, and then you had to go ahead and pull this shit. All right, fuck it. Now I gotta kill you. Then the rules. Yeah, now I gotta kill you. (laughs) Now (laughs) I gave you one chance, you blew it. Now I gotta kill you, your friend with the signal, the the signal, the other guy that told him, and everybody in here. You know, the two guys outside had nothing to do with it. (laughs) (laughs) These two guys are sitting next to me. You know, you see, I'm blind, so I don't know what I don't care. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just gonna slice. You better get out of the way, you know, if you're innocent. In that scene, he actually did protect the other people that were there. 
Like he, I, he he pushed him. He pushed a couple of them back when he was. Oh, did he? Them. I don't remember. Yeah, I, I know. I, yeah. I know. At one point, he shut the lights off, and I was like, "Oh, exactly. nobody can. Nobody can see now. Neither, not, I can't not, see. You can't see. <laughs> you know, the viewers, the people watching, can't see. Everybody's blind now. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that was that was dope. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that's interesting about samurai movies that's the difference between these kind of japanese samurai movies and like the chinese like kung fu movies kung fu movies a fight scene lasts like 15 minutes you know yeah the 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 samurai movies it lasts like two minutes at best because it's over in one slice well okay first of all you can't really Say in the in the, China, in the kung fu movies that we grew up with, those weren't really samurais. No, right? Because samurais are from Japan. Yes, first of all, and what they would say is like, "Oh, we're swordsmen." Mm-hmm. And what it is is a combination of, and I know you know this, it's a combination of swordplay with martial arts. Yeah, right. And yes, they they do a lot, and I hate to say it, it's a lot of dancing. Well, I mean, yeah, it's choreography, right? I mean, it, and it's very extended and elaborate, at least with the 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 Chinese version of these uh, fights, you know, because I mean, I, I'm talking about all choreography, like right. fight scenes, especially nowadays, even in like the Marvel movies and other action movies, American action movies, other all these other action movies, they're like long, elaborate scenes mm-hmm. with back and forth and all that shit. And there's been interviews even with like Samo Hung, who's like, oh yeah, you know, like we do these movies and it's like pop, 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 but you know, real fight and it's real quick. It's over like that. He's even said it in interviews, you know, and, and it's true. And so I'm not saying that these samurai movies are more true to life. Um, no. Nobody's carrying around samurai swords anymore, anymore at least not real ones. Uh, you know, I can't say that a real fight with swords is like, Mm-hmm. But I would imagine that it would be very quick, you know, because exactly. I mean, all you have to do is cut the guy in the hand, mm-hmm. you know, he loses the sword. You cut the guy in the arm, he loses the arm, you know, you cut him in the leg, Wait. you know, it's pretty much Another you touch thing. him with the sword, it's done. Like, well, okay, th- think about this. Like, let's, let, you say, you say, yes, they get cut easy. But I mean, if you clash two swords together, you're going to get that feedback. You could just let go of the sword right there and then. Mm-hmm. Like cracking, hitting two baseball bats together. You're gonna, you're gonna let go. Yeah. You know, you're like ah, damn, the shock. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. That that kind of right. vibrate, like that vibration when you when you hit yeah. things. To like, I don't know if um, I don't know if swords are like that. I, I have no idea what they're really like. Uh, I think the my understanding is that the an actual sword might actually be a little more soft. The metal's kind of soft. Um, so if they were to hit like that, the blade would get dull real quick. So I don't know. But dude, like the the action scenes in this movie is crazy because he is fast. He's just, right. wow, wow. You know, the only shortcoming, and I don't even know if it's a shortcoming, but like we mentioned before is the uh, the blood or the CGI for the blood. Mm-hmm. There's a lot yeah, of it's it's kind of it needs work. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very cartoony, and very I don't scary. and I don't know if I care. You know, my uh, my my the one of the reasons I do like this movie so much is the way he handles that sword. Okay, 
his first kill, if it just it's just crazy because he cuts him and then he does this crazy thing with the sword. Like instantly the sword is clean from blood and he just puts it back in and he's like Yeah. You know, and I'm like, what the fuck did he just do? Yeah. You know? He just he just cleaned the sword and put it back in the hill. Put it back in there and he's like, you know, I'm like you're a badass. At that point, I would have dropped what I was doing and go home. Fuck that. Keep your money. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean. I am no longer a gangster. No, yeah. no, sir. I, I'm gonna go be a priest. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna go be a monk now. I'm sorry. Yep. You, you're right. I am wrong. I like having all my my fingers and toes. You win. <laughs> but I, I don't know. Like, uh, there's always there's always the one cat who's like, I could. I, I could take him. I'm, I'm scared as shit, but I know was, I, I got no chance. several of those in the movie. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, dude, he just wiped out your whole, like your whole crew. Like your whole posse is dead. What makes you think that you got a chance? Like what makes you think? No, dude, this is where you run. And if you're lucky, well, he won't chase you and can't find you because he's blind. Right? Yeah. You know? But he'll smell you. He'll smell you. But yeah. He'll but you're covered in blood he's gonna find you yeah he's gonna smell the pee and the poo you 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 pooed yourself in and he's gonna find you you. yeah i I, I smell that i recognize that smell anywhere yeah it's the stench of your (laughs) of your crap that you just took because i came after you (laughs) cowardice (laughs) yes yes yeah that's what he would call it right he wouldn't even call it crap i smell the I smell your cowardice. <laughs> you mean the poo and shit? Yeah, you got me. <laughs> yeah. I throw it at him just to distract him. To run. <laughs> you smell it? You got a cool whiff of it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there you go. Hopefully you can't find me now because it's all over you. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. That's an interesting way of like getting a bad guy off of you, man. You're being chased by a bad guy and you're scared shitless. You go ahead and, you know, shit yourself. And throw it at the bad guy, and the guy's gonna get it all over him, and he's gonna be like, "Why? You know, I was just trying to rob you. Why you go ahead and throw a poo? I'm, I'm gonna go home and take a shower. You know, I forget this. <laughs> I would it like cost to cost me to clean it. You know? <laughs> yeah, I, I would like to think it's just like, damn man, you, you went and went wrong, man. I'm done with this. <laughs> um, yeah, dude. Um, that's why you got it when you get into a fight, man. Like. Don't even bother with the fight. Just mm. escalate. Like, there's two ways to take care of. Like, there's two strategies that you can employ. You can either try to de-escalate, be like, "Oh, dude, no, man, it's okay, man. Look, let me buy you a beer. I'm sorry, you know." Mm-hmm. De-escalate. No, no, you're right, man. Yeah, sure. Let me get you a beer, you know. Or you can go completely in the other direction and just go crazy. And be act like a crazy person and, and and like you know poo and throw crap at him like a monkey you know like you know just like just like you know ever see you ever see like a cage gorilla yeah. <laughs> they throw poo at each other man they'll throw I, I, i've done that be like, <laughs> <laughs> just just you know yeah dude just Fuck it, man. Just get nuts. Just go real nuts and just do something nuts and be like, screw Dude, this. I'm I not remember, fighting this guy. I, I remember one time that that happened to me. At a, I was at a bar and this guy just like, he didn't like the fact that I was hanging out with a bunch of chicks. 
Oh, yeah. You know, and the girls weren't even paying him no mind. Yeah. You know, so I'm just sitting there talking to the girls. And just, like, he comes up and he says, like, hey. And he goes, what the fuck? Why are you all these girls? And I was like, well, none of your fucking business. Yeah. You know, and the girls are like, fuck you. Get away from us. Blah, blah, blah. blah. He starts talking shit. He brings some of his buddies and he goes, I'm going to kick your ass. I'm like, yeah, you can. <laughs> I said, but at the end of the night, these girls are still coming home with me. Yeah. You know, and they're like, fuck you, man. And I was like, they're like, weren't you scared? I said, man, I think I pooped my pants. But, <laughs> but they were like, you were cool about it. I was like, look, I don't want to get my ass beat. I'm going to get my ass beat. You know? But the whole thing is, is like, don't, 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 um, like you said, don't escalate it. Just be cool yeah. about it. Yeah, you know? de-escalate. Or get really nutty and be like, you don't want to mess with me, man. Start twitching, you know. <laughs> I just got out of the sanatorium. Yeah. <laughs> you see, I'm crazy trying to eat my face. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> like, and just be like talking to nobody. All right, Casper, hold up. And like, Casper, wh- who are you talking to? My friend right here. <laughs> talking to my boy, Little Mousy. Little Mousy, there you go. Hey, you see Little Mousy? <laughs> it's just like, what are you talking about? You talking about that person next to you? No, I'm talking about the little mouse on my shoulder telling me what to do. <laughs> You're like, all right, man. You know what? I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. You win. Let me buy you a beer. <laughs> you see the bad guy. You see the thug trying okay to buy you. you- is that is that a cool with you, little mousy? Yeah, yeah, he says it's okay. You yeah, know? You, you better get one for him too. Yeah, yeah. Get one for mousy. He wants a martini. He's, yeah, he's a high class mouse. It's, it's a fancy mouse. He's a fancy mouse. He's yeah. British. You yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like, oh fuck this, man. He's like, he's like Yo, the guy go to the bar, give this dude whatever the fuck he wants. He's like, I'm leaving. Here's my card. I'll come back later. Give that dude whatever he wants. So yeah, man, there's a, there's a couple sad stories in there, man. And so then the other, the other uh, uh, thread in this was uh, with the Ronin, he has that wife that's sick. Right. Right. And the Ronin doesn't have any money because you know, he's a masterless samurai, but he still wants to live the life. He still wants to be a samurai and he's hoping that one day he'll, he'll get hired again and be a samurai. So this is like at the end of that era, right? And so he's still looking for work as a samurai, but nobody's going to give him work anymore uh, unless it's going to be one of these Yakuza cats or something bad like that. And the wife is like, please don't do this work anymore. Please stop doing this. Don't pick up another job like that. We'll find something else to do. And that's that's, that's when he should have found something else to do. That's when he should have been like, screw the sword. You know, even the guy I came to avenge myself with, you know, it, he's he's done. You know, he's done being a samurai. He's done living almost. You know, exactly. like he should have just been like, you know, it's time for me to move on. Like, uh, I'm going to go, uh, I don't know, you know, make tables or, you know, you know, pull rice out of the rice fields or something. Instead, instead, he continued to want to live the life. And the wife at the end uh was feeling dishonored because of the choices of her husband also she you know she was kind of dying right she was very ill and so rather than continue on living the life with her husband 
she committed suicide, which was the ritual honorable suicide, the seppuku, whatever. Right. And she cuts her gut and then passes away at the same time that her samurai husband gets cut down by Satoichi. So like, I found that really interesting um, because there were remnants of an old time, right? Mm-hmm. That, that, and there's, there's a few stories like that where the Ronins, where these Ronin are no longer uh, employable and they're looking for work. And a lot of them during that time become thugs and, and go around and, and doing, doing that kind of, that kind of work. It's one of the other stories or plot lines uh, in the famous movie, uh, seven samurai, which is a great movie. We should actually do seven samurai now that I think about it. But, um, anyway, uh, but yeah, so like they become thugs and whatnot. And, and that's basically what he became. He became a quote unquote bodyguard Uh for Yakuza, you know, and what was he? he? He was, he became a thug. He became a hired gun. You know, and exactly what it is—a hired gun, a mercenary. A mercenary, right? Mercenary yes, for hire. a mercenary for hire. And uh, he should have just listened to his wife. He would still be alive, and his wife would still be alive. Exactly. You know? And you, you make these poor choices of you know, it, it, it was no longer honorable the things he was doing. He was—it might have been honorable when he was a samurai, you know, exactly. when he was a soldier, but now. You know, he's, he's, he's a mercenary. His wife didn't want to deal with it anymore. You know? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I would like to think in a modern day, nobody would commit suicide. They would just leave their husband, you know, mm-hmm. but like, what does a woman who leaves her husband during that time? What does, what choices does she have? I don't know. Yeah. It's a, it's a very different time. Thankfully we live in an era where if something like that happens, she's got options, you know? Exactly. But anyway, um, yeah, so there's a few sad stories in this. And, and I, you know, I don't know, I don't know how I feel about that particular storyline where the, where the wife commits suicide. Um, I, I like, I, I'm conflicted there, you know, but I mean, it's not necessarily like not every storyline needs to be a happy ending. Right. Cause at the end, the kids or the grown up kids, the Naruto kids, they are dancing in the festival mm-hmm. and midway through the dance, they turn back into kids. Right. right? And I, I guess it's supposed to symbolize like them being, uh, going back to a youth, right? Being a happier, you know, a happier time, a I'm happier saying. time. Exactly. And then finally experiencing some kind of joy, right? Mm-hmm. Cause they've had a rough few years. Yeah. You know, the last 10 years have been very rough for them. And so yeah. now they found a place to stay and they're being part of this festival where they, they get to enjoy themselves. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's, it's, uh, it's not exactly, I wouldn't exactly call it a happy ending. They lost no, 10 years. They lost 10 years, but now they have a family and they've been accepted by the town. Yeah. You see, that's, I, I understand that, but look at, look at the price they paid exactly it's it's harsh man it's it's fucking rough but i mean that's that's what these stories are you know they went through this life and and that's i want to say part of i don't know if i, I want to call this good writing but if you're going to attempt to to write a good story 
You, mm-hmm. There's nothing you can do. You have to let the lessons be learned. You shouldn't go travel through time and undo that. You know, you, you, you shouldn't. Like, that's just poor writing, right? Like, you always hate the stories where the guy's like, oh, he fell off the cliff. You know? He fell off right. the cliff. He's, he's dead. No, you look over the edge and he's hanging on the, on the edge. I was like, motherfucker, you just lied to me. You know? No. He fell off the cliff. You know, now the story's got to continue with that repercussion, with that right. character having fallen off the cliff. You jump the shark, right? Jumping the shark is, I don't know if you know the term, but it's, it's the, remember the, the Happy Days movie or the yeah, Happy Days show? Where, yeah. Uh, uh, apparently there's, there's a scene where Fonzie jumps a shark. Right. He's, he's like on a, like a, like a water scooter. Ski. Yeah. Ski boat or a ski thing. Yeah. And he jumps yeah. over a shark and everybody's like, that's some bullshit. <laughs> yeah. You know, you can't jump the shark, man. You gotta, you gotta live with the consequences. Uh, Fonzie should have gotten eaten. <laughs> yeah. You know, but anyway, it's a weird ending, but like they get to rebuild and that's part of what happens at the end. The, right. the fire, there's a fire. It burns down the house where the old woman was living that, that gave Satoichi right. a place to stay. And uh, that house is gone. Now mm-hmm. the townspeople are helping her rebuild. And they have a festival. And so now that the Afuo Yakuza is gone, they get to rebuild and become a prosperous village again. You know? Mm-hmm. It's, um, uh, I, I think that's, that's the one metaphor, right? That you can take, especially with the house burning down. Right. Is, is that now now the the worst is over now you can rebuild and and now uh, like there's no going back the house is gone but now you can make a new one right exactly it's it's rough it's rough it's gonna take time it's gonna she's gonna need someone to give her some space to live in the meantime while the house gets built she's gonna have to ask people to help her but once it's all done She's going to have a place to stay. It's going to be brand new. It's a new start. Exactly. It's a new beginning. A new beginning. Yeah, man. It's a simple movie, right? But um, straightforward. I mean, you understand it's a movie about revenge, like you said. Mm-hmm. You know, it's about punishing those who have done evil. Yeah. You know, and there was plenty of, plenty of people that, you know, but um, overall, it was a great movie. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot too. Yeah, it's one of my favorite one of my favorite movies due to the fact that you know I I told you before that I'm a big fan of samurais, you know, and there was another movie that sort of resembled it called Blind Blind Fury. Yes, right. you mentioned and that before I, the podcast. Yes, right, and that same thing too. It's an old movie that they modernized in the '80s, so it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. You know, and it's like, ooh, I love that movie so much growing up. And I was like, when I saw Zantucci, I actually went back to find some older movies of Zantucci, the, the Blind Swordsman. Yeah. And never found one until recently HBO Max has the series. What? Yeah. It's on the Turner Classic Network that's connected to HBO. It's, is it all the classics or just uh, just a few? Not all of them. I have no idea. I know it's there because I've seen it. I also seen um, 
what's it called? Um, damn, what is that one? Wolf and Cub. Oh, Wolf and Cub. Yes, that's another yeah, fantastic series of samurai they're movies. On there. They're on there too, and also, I think Hanzo the Blade. I think is on there as well. Hanzo the Blade. Hanzo the Blade. I think or Ichi the Blade. My fault. The old, the original Ichi the Blade. Hmm. Right. So I know for a fact they're on there because these are black and white movies. So I think it's called Bear and Club, Bear and Cub, or Wolf and Cub. One of them. Wolf and Cub. Wolf and Cub. Yeah, they're yeah. they're on there. Yeah. Yeah, Wolf and Cub is a is a fantastic series. Oh yeah, I don't know how many movies there are, but I know they have a couple on there. So the one we're talking about, the Blind Fury, that is uh, that was made in 1989. Uh, it's it's uh, according to what I'm reading here, it's an action comedy, which I don't remember it being an, a comedy. Uh, I remember just I being a straight humor. There mm-hmm. was some humor because he did say so. He did say some one liners. So that's why it's considered a comedy, I think. Okay, so it's actually a remake of Satoichi Challenged, which is the oh. 17th film of the Japanese Satoichi films. Wow. And it stars Ruger Hauer. I, I have a problem pronouncing that guy's name, but it, it, if you've seen some of these action movies, these uh, straight-to-video or, or B-movie action movies, uh Howard was always uh one of the faces you would see in some of these movies. Sometimes a good guy, sometimes a bad guy. I'm trying to think what movie did he come out that was pretty that he stars in. That uh, made it big. I'm, I'm thinking Well there was there was um I want to say one, Blade Runner. He was in Blade Runner. Right, he uh, was the main bad guy. Yeah, he's one. yeah, he was. He was one of the antagonists in that. He was also in some Buffy the Vampire Slayer episodes, I guess. What? Yeah, I, he must have had makeup or something. Uh, he was in Batman Begins. He was in Sin City, The Right. But there was one movie. I'm trying to remember the name of it. Mm-hmm. I want to say it was... Oh, man, what was it? I want to say it was like I Come in Peace. No, I knew you were gonna say that. Really? I knew, I knew you were gonna say that because you're you're being thrown off with the hair. Oh, That's what it is. <laughs> it's he wasn't in that one. Here, let me look. No, let, no, look it up. Look it up. I know. I, I come in peace. No. I come in peace. That's a different actor. I know who you're talking about. Well, uh, what's his name? Dolph Lundgren is in it. Yeah, he's in it. And he's in it. And he he tells the guy, and you'll go in pieces. Okay, so exactly. I. I got it wrong. Okay, so the the alien in that movie, Talek, is actually Matthias Howells, right. who's a completely different cat. Um, yeah. And this guy, actually, this guy was the bad guy in No Retreat, No Surrender, the first one. No, the second yeah, one. Yeah, he was. He was yes, the bad guy in that. No Retreat, No Surrender Part 2. Uh, and I and love they were this. laughing at him, too. Whatever. <laughs> he, he was awesome, dude. He, he, that guy, because he was like the hulked up bad guy, you know. Yeah. And uh, and the hero in that that story was trying to kick him, and he would just sit there and be like, "Ah, you can't knock me over." Yeah. And he would like drop kick him and shit, and he's just like, "Yeah," you know. But um, but yeah, dude, that that movie was awesome. I loved all the No Retreat, No Surrender movies. I was a big fan of Kickboxer series. Of the Kickboxer series. Yes, I was a big fan of that. 
the first yeah. one's okay, but then after that, one kid took over. He took oh, over yeah, yeah, yeah. Star, and that was that kid from um, Step by Step, I think. Yes, yes. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why, why they did that. That was not... Uh, yeah. I mean, not that he wasn't talented, but they should have just called it something else. Yeah. Uh, Sasha Mitchell. You're talking about Sasha Mitchell. Yeah. He was in Kickboxer 2. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and in all the rest of the Kickboxer movies. And then there was another yeah. one called Kickboxer Armageddon, which is a whole new thing. That's a whole know. new series there. Yeah. That's the one with Batista. Oh, yeah. As Tang Po or whatever. Yeah, it's their version of Tang Po. I was like, damn. You couldn't get anybody bigger? What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, like Kickboxer was one of those great movies man uh he um uh john claude van damme starred in the 1989 kickboxer with dennis alexio who was an amazing kickboxer and yeah. dennis alexio uh was on a on a fucking dvd that i bought once because i was like so thirsty for like kickboxer movies like actual like kickboxing so i bought this kickboxer movie uh it was just a bunch of fights and had uh dennis alexio and a few other people on there but dennis dennis alexio in this movie i didn't know this was going to happen i buy i buy this fucking movie i watch dennis alexio fight this other cat and this other dude like he he throws a hard leg kick and that's the first time i saw anybody break their shin on a on a leg kick wow yeah he like dennis alexio broke his leg and i was like oh shit that's horrible and it was like sometime after kickboxer and that was it like i don't know if you fought again after that you know especially back then i don't know what they did you know with like injuries like that but i've never heard of that shit until then and i was like holy shit you could do that like that shit's fucking scary that shit can happen <laughs> yeah exactly and so then like i forget that that can happen and then now like recently especially with the ufc and everything it's like happening so fucking often it's just so scary oh, yeah, yeah? It, like makes me not want to throw leg kicks anymore you know <laughs> not that i throw them it's you know i don't even spar anymore but yeah um but yeah man but another great movie i think we should do bro is fat dragon oh fat dragon the fat dragon well, are you talking the ma the modern fat dragon with uh Donnie Yen, yes, dude. There's a few movies we could probably th throw on that on that list that mm -hmm. you and I have been working on. Yeah. Like Fat Dragon. I threw something on just today. Oh, I threw on there uh, Face Off. So I was watching Satoichi on uh -huh. uh, Pluto because it's right. free on Pluto. Right. As soon as it's finished, I saw that. Yeah, I gave you a cue on the bottom that'll let you like suggestions of what you should watch next. And one right. of the suggestions was Face Off. I was like, Face oh off. shit, I should do that one. Face Off with, with um Travolta. With, uh, Travolta and, Nicholas, and, uh, and Cage. Cage. Yeah. Yeah. But another one we should watch is Swordfish. Oh, Swordfish. Interesting. With uh, and, and um and uh, Travolta. Yeah. And Halle Berry. And Halle Berry. I can care less about Harry Bear. Just... John Travolta makes the movie, man. I'm sorry to say that. You think you know? so? He's <laughs> a weird cat. So. Travolta's a, a weird. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's he done did some... that one movie, uh, Earth something, and he's a giant alien. I'm like, yeah, battle, 
Battle Battlefield Earth? Earth or something? Battlefield Earth, I think it's what it's yeah. called. Yeah. That one, you see, okay, so that movie, that movie's uh I don't want to call it propaganda, but it's it's part of that. It employs a lot of the thinking that that church uses. I mean that science shit? Yeah, Scientology. Yeah. That movie is covered in Scientology. Uh, I don't understand all the references because I'm not a Scientologist. That's why the movie bombed. <laughs> but it's got all kinds of weird shit in it, man. And it's all yeah. It's all it's all Scientology stuff. And so I remember watching it. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, I don't get this. You know? I don't get it either. I like, watch it. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Don Travolta with a lot of fucking makeup. I said, that's nothing new. And dreadlocks. You know? He had like dreadlocks. And he was an alien with dreadlocks. He had a thing in his nose so he could breathe on Earth. And I'm like, dude. And then they wore their fucking stacked shoes. Dude, I was like, dude. No, no. Sorry. Yeah. You lost that- me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, I also wanted to do. Uh, not my cousin, or not my cousin Dan. I was gonna say not my cousin Vinny, but you know Vinny's not really my cousin, so I guess that's not wrong. But no, I want to cousin Vinny. That one's gonna be hard to do because I'm gonna I'm gonna be doing this. I'm gonna be doing exactly this. Not my cousin Dan. Not my cousin Vinny. Cousin Vinny. All that shit. <laughs> I'm, gonna fuck, I'm gonna fuck that up all crazy. The but one yeah. we should do for sh- I want to do this with these guys because I love I love these two movies. Get Shorty. <laughs> really? And be cool. Let me see. Be cool. I don't remember. Be cool is actually be cool is actually part two of Get Short. Yeah, it's a sequel, right? Yeah. I don't remember those two movies. I, in fact, I don't. I know I didn't see Get Shorty, so I can't. I can't. There's no way I saw not, Be Cool. It's on Tubi. Okay, I'll check it out. I've never yeah. seen them, so I have to watch them and like, watch them with like my the, 1990 eyes. Right. I mean, I love it because the first one is like he's trying to make a guy into an actor. Mm. And the second one, he's trying to make a girl into a singer. Oh, interesting. And the second one, there's a lot more stars in it. Uma Thurman. Um, what's his name? Um, Cedric the Entertainer. You got uh, a bunch of. Oh, so it's got an all star ensemble cast. It's, a, it's an all star ensemble. They even got like Aerosmith is in it. I was like, cool, Aerosmith. We gotta do we gotta do like some um some snooty movies. Snooty movies. Like yeah, like uh we gotta do some um I wanna say we like have, Huh? Yeah we don't, it, have, we don't even have snooty people watching <laughs> We don't even have a snooty yeah, we don't even have a snooty following. Uh yeah. no, I'm talking about like Goodfellas. First of all, well I wanna do Goodfellas. Right. I would do Goodfellas. Goodfellas I like, like I want to do Goodfellas. I, like I want to do Kill Bill. I want to do Pulp Fiction. Carlito's um, Way. Huh? Carlito's Way. Carlito's Way. That's not a bad one. That one be dope. I, I don't know if I want to do um, Scarface. I think it's overrated. I, I think it's a good movie. I just uh, oh, yeah. there's so little time. I would rather do Goodfellas. Goodfellas, yeah, I, especially since old, that guy passed away. Oh yes, um, uh, Ray Liotta passed away not too long yeah, ago. Yeah, he did. I still yeah. want to do that Ninja Turtle movie one review. The uh, the original TMT. Yeah, the original one. TMNT. T. I, I said TNT. TMNT. Yeah. The yeah the original T, uh, Ninja Turtles with the rubber suits. Mm-hmm. That was not. That I, was I, a pretty good movie. It was a good movie. It holds up pretty okay. Uh, I mean, 
rubber suits and all, you know. Uh, I just but, think that it was a lot. The movie itself did a lot of the original Eastman storyline, which is what I liked. Mm-hmm. You know, I just think it's an overall great movie. I mean, back in the day, whoever thought that something like that would come out, though, especially since the way it looked, you know, who would oh, live Ninja Turtle movies? What? You're crazy, you know? Or <laughs> it was it was one of the first few like like big budget comic book movies, right? Because yeah. Ninja Turtles. I mean, I'm looking it up right now. Ninja Turtles was made. The original Ninja Turtles was made in 1990. Okay. Right. Now I want to say that the bat, the Tim Burton Batman movie was made in actually 1989. So right. it, was the year it was the year before. So 1989 Batman came out and that was, that was the, at least from my memory, one of the biggest comic book movies to be made since the Superman movie. Right. Yes, it was. It was. Superman came out, the original Superman with Christopher Reeve. That one came out in, in 1978, starring Christopher Reeve and Margot Kidder. And that was directed by Richard Donner, of course. Jesus Christ, I should know this. Richard Donner. That was made in way back in 1978. That was the original big budget comic book movie. Then... Then Batman, you know, almost, you know, almost 20 years later, right? And then shortly thereafter, there was Ninja Turtles. And then it just kind of takes off after that. No, it's all good. Yeah, I was just saying like the original big budget comic book movie was the 1978 Superman movie, the Richard Donner Superman movie with Christopher Reeve. Then 20 years later, we get batman with tim burton then then after that it was just like you know big budget comic book movie after after big budget comic book movie right Mm -hmm. because we got a whole bunch of batman after that you know we didn't get a superman until until max steel oh Oh. no no not max steel superman returns superman returns that's right with uh, Brandon Roth, and that was directed by Brian Singer. Uh, not my favorite movie. A lot of people don't like that movie. Um, I don't like it either. I don't like no. it either. I think it's just okay. I, I I like the fact that they put him into the CW universe. I started it like that. That was you interesting. Know, yeah, it was. Um, but other than that, I mean, it was it was like yeah, it's okay. It's okay. I, 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 it was fun because it was a Superman movie, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, the, the one movie I thought was, was pretty decent was the uh, Daredevil movie. I'm glad, you're, I'm glad you said that. Uh, I, I, actually, I actually liked Daredevil. Uh, with Ben Affleck? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought that was a I decent... Yeah, I thought it was a decent... Electra is another story, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Jennifer Garner makes a good Electra. I think she was yeah, great in Daredevil, and I think uh-huh. she, you know, as a, as that character, I think she's great. But mm-hmm. I, I didn't. I don't know if I cared much for the Electra movie. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That movie was terrible. I'm sorry. It, it was terrible. I don't. Uh, I don't remember. Let's just put it this way. I don't remember the movie, and I know I watched it. <laughs> 
and I usually don't do that. But oh, you know what we should do, dude? What's that? What's that again? Is is snatch? Ooh, I like I like snatch, dude. Like snatch is just one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Snatch is a Guy Ritchie movie, and it has an ensemble cast. And that guy has a very interesting perspective on on writing films and stuff. He yeah. he he thinks that it's boring to tell a regular one character story. You know, uh, I'm not that he doesn't do it. He has done it, but he prefers to write an ensemble cast movie um, with complex plot lines and stuff like that because that is more interesting than your kind of redone hero arc story. Mm-hmm. So that's why he does these giant ensemble uh, stories and, and snatches one of those. I know people like, what is it? Lock, stock, and two smoking barrels. Oh, he did that one? Yeah. That's oh, his. I like that movie. I did like that movie. Yeah, he's, oh, man. We should we should do, and Wrath of Man is another one of his. Haven't seen that. Wait, is that, no. Is that the one where the guy goes into town trying to find his money i have no idea but i haven't i haven't seen it who's in it do you have the um jason statham oh then that's not the movie i'm thinking about no. yeah you know who jason statham is right oh who doesn't yeah okay oh. just make it sure man don't get all puffy and puffy in, don't get all puffy in the chest you know I'm just, I'm just... It because it was, i only did it once and i I know you get you get all you get all crazy. I'm just saying. I'm just asking. Uh, man, I did. I have no. I had no idea this guy had such a large. Like he's got a lot of movies that he's directed. Mm-hmm. Revolver. I've seen Revolver. I think it's okay. I seen it. Yeah, Snatch is one of his best. So is Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. There's there's that Madonna movie he made, right? You know. Uh, swept away. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. Uh, you know, dude was in love. The only even Donna movie I ever seen is Who's That Girl, and that was it. I've never seen that. Mm, great movie. Yeah. Yeah, maybe because I'm in love with her, but yeah, maybe I don't know. <laughs> I, I've never I, seen. I've never seen that. I've never seen Swept Away. I've never seen any of her movies. I've seen like plenty like, of her. Desperately movies. seeking. I seen Desperately Seeking Susan. Oh shit! That's right. Desperately Seeking Susan. I think I have seen that one. I don't remember it, but I I, I know I, I, I. I've seen it. I love it. And then I saw Who's That Girl. Oh my goodness! That That's nuts, dude. I can't well, believe I you. It. I can't believe you remember those movies, man. Dude, I told you we were locked up. This before, you know, even diseases came out. We were locked up in the house because my mom was afraid to let us out of the house. Yeah, because we yeah. all lived in the hood. Yeah, I know. Right. So, but I mean, I remember. I told you, I have a photogenic memory. I just have a hard time concentrating when Dude. it comes to pulling up info. Dude, so okay, you so know? like, so you got, so you just unlocked a bunch of movies. When you say uh-huh. who's gr- who's that girl? Because okay. there's there's mannequin. Remember mannequin? Yeah. There's a mannequin. There's weird science. Weekend at Bernie's. Weekend at Bernie's. Jesus Christ, bro. Mm-hmm. Weekend at Bernie's was just preposterous, dude. That's just fucking. That's a crazy, stupid movie. The second we- one was worse. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> 
voodoo on him and they put some headphones so he could walk and leave him to the money. Wow. So then what else is there? So okay, so then there is there's the one where the guy is a pizza delivery guy and everywhere he goes, he's actually like people order a pizza with extra anchovies. He's basically a a stud. They order a pizza, they pay your money pay him money and oh, then yeah, these yeah, women. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, damn. I know what you're talking Can't about. Can't buy me love, I think it's what it's called. No, Can't Buy Me Love is about a kid who actually is a nerd. And he pays the hottest girl in in high school to be his girlfriend. Oh shit! That's another one we should watch. Can't buy me love, but what's the and then so what's the pizza delivery one I'm talking about? I don't want to say it's Mystic Pizza. No, it's not Mystic Pizza because Mystic Pizza is the one with uh, uh, Julia Roberts. A Julia Roberts? Yeah, it's a Julia Roberts uh, girl movie. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's like my sister loved those movies. Oh, shit. Dude, you just unlocked a bunch of those. My sister, for a minute there, was on this Meg Ryan kick. You got mail. You're right? Oh, God. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's this two ha- those, those two movies she did with Tom Hanks. You got mail and then the other one. No, no. It's, uh, Meg Ryan was big for the romantic comedies. Meg Ryan. God. What was it? No, 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 no. Meg Ryan, she did. Oh, the one we need to do, bro. Splash. Oh, shit. I don't know. I don't remember that one anymore. What? Yeah, I don't it remember. John, it had John Candy. It had uh, Tom Hanks. And it had, um, man, I can't remember the, the mermaid. Uh... It's a, uh, here, Let me let me look it up. Meg Ryan, no, not Meg Ryan. Splash, Tom Hanks, uh, Daryl Hannah. Daryl Hannah, there you go. Yeah, beautiful lady. Mm-hmm. Eugene Levy was in that. You believe that shit? Yeah, he was. He was in it. He was like the one of the scientists that was studying her. Dude, John Candy. Why they kept? I you told just, you John Candy. No, no, I know you said John Candy, but it just popped in my head. John Candy. There's all these John Candy movies that Uncle we could Buck. do. Uncle Buck is the top up is on top of my list. <laughs> he is the best in that movie because he was like, you know, Uncle Buck. You know, he was like yeah. no nonsense guy, like bachelor, didn't give a fuck about shit. And then he got stuck with these play, kids. Planes, trains, and automobiles. I've never seen that one. That's with John Candy. And, oh, um, dude, you know what we need to do? What's that? There's one movie we need to do sooner uh, on top of all this. What's that? Father of the Bride. Oh. Father of the Bride, dude. Bro. Bro. You're not going to make it out of that movie without crying, bro. <laughs> You're going to fucking... You are going to fucking cry. You. Not just me. You too. You're going to ball in that motherfucking movie. Father of the Bride is a fantastic movie. We should do that next. I'm going to put that on the list. Because here's the thing. Not that I'm trying to get like, you know, hits and shit, but first of all, Father Bride, I've been looking at that movie because I wanted to show it to my daughter because uh, I know that she'd like it. She's she's getting into this like, you know, like this phase where she kind of likes, you know, these romantic comedy type movies or these romantic movies. Yeah. And so Father the Bride, fantastic movie, but they're making they're doing a remake of that movie. They're, I think they did it. No, they it, did it. Um... Happier by the dozen or something like that. Happier by the dozen? 
No, no. I think it's not. It's not called Happy Everybody Does It. Uh, Twelve is enough. No, that's eight and enough. Jesus. Yeah, it's so like Father the Bride is gonna get remade with Andy Garcia and Gloria Stefan. They're doing Aladdin spin on it. Yes, dude. Andy Garcia and Gloria Estefan are going to be in a fucking movie together. It's going to be a Cuban, you know, movie. I mean, you know, the Aladdin dude is going to be awesome, dude. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be on HBO. But the original Father of the Bride starred uh, Steve Martin and Diane Keaton. Yeah, that's the 1991 film. That movie is that movie holds up dude like sure there's some things that are antiquated you know like you know you look at it and like oh that's old you know or nobody does that anymore sure there's a little bit of that but for the most part like all the feels are all the same like you're gonna watch that movie and you're gonna be like fuck (laughs) you know because there is this one part in the movie you see it in the trailer she's like you know uh, or actually there's a they don't there's not even a trailer let's just put it that way i i've been looking at trying to get this movie this movie's been like 20 bucks or 15 bucks for the last i don't know two months i've been looking at it finally for some reason they dropped the price i bought it on prime because you can't get it anywhere i bought it on prime uh they dropped the price to like i don't know 5.99 or something to own right so i bought it right. i watched it with my daughter my daughter cried all through the end and <laughs> I was a mess. She was a mess. We were all a mess. But it's a fantastic movie. If 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 you guys out there, if you're a father and you have a daughter, watch that fucking movie. You're gonna love it. It's it's great. It's a great movie. But they're remaking it with Gloria Stefan. Well, as soon as you said Gloria Stefan, I was in. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, and Andy Garcia. Andy. I mean, Andy Garcia is a fantastic actor. You oh, know. Yeah. He's a fantastic. Is that that is gonna be a good movie? I am down to watch that. I want to watch that. You know, not especially now that I watched Father of the Ride, the first one. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a tough. It's gonna be tough to to outdo the original with Steve Martin because Steve Martin is a genius. Oh yeah. You know, but man, I'm excited. I think it comes out like June 16th or something. Since we're doing that, or July 16th. There's two other movies we need to do. Was that one? Uh, Adventures in Babysitting, bro. Yes, Adventures in Babysitting. That's fantastic. And the other one, um, it, it stars Christina Applegate. I the Babysitter's called, Dead. Yeah, who killed the babysitter or something? No, like that? don't or, tell mom the babysitter's dead. There you go. That yeah. one. Yeah, I like. <laughs> I like that movie. I really I, like. That I don't movie. remember that movie. You remember uh, I, the title. <laughs> I remember the title. I remember the poster because there's yeah. like the feet sticking out of the ground and Christina right. Applegate and a bunch of other kids are sitting on the porch looking at the feet in the grass. Yeah, exactly. You know? um, but yeah, I don't remember that movie. Uh, I, I think I ended up tuning out because I think it was, I think it's a little bit of a family movie, you know, mm-hmm. but dude, uh, Adventures in Babysitting is a, an amazing movie. Or I shouldn't say an amazing movie. It's a funny movie. It's based in Chicago, right? Exactly. They and they tour all over Chicago. Eventually, they end up in Lower Wacker. <laughs> and you know that the guy, the mechanic, is actually um, what's his name? He came out in Daredevil the series. Well, as the, the kingpin. Yes, he plays. He they call him Thor in that movie. Eventually, exactly. becomes the kingpin. 
which yeah. just kind of goes back to the whole thing where it's just like uh you know uh you can die a hero or live long enough to become a villain you know yeah <laughs> you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. but yeah like i know who you're talking about i forget his name let me look it up right now he's in all those law and order movies or shows oh series yeah he has his own series it's uh criminal intent criminal intent yeah yes. that's his series and his name is vincent the honorario the honor the you know i can't pronounce that name the honor furry frio for right. the people that... <laughs> <laughs> the honor oh shit, i give up i'm sorry man i'm sorry vincent i'm i'm a jerk i i, I don't know how to pronounce your name i'm the moment the name doesn't is not like american enough or mexican or spanish enough i lose it yeah you know <laughs> it, it, it just this tongue hasn't gotten educated in some of these other languages oh, yet. God. yeah dude it's like those type of movies dude you know we all grew up watching that stuff and some of those movies do have a a nostalgia to them yeah i don't know i don't know why but it's like some of those movies you just watch, you know, you watch it a hundred times, maybe a thousand times, and it just you keep laughing at the same spot. Did we do yeah. Gremlins yet? Yeah, no, we did do Gremlins. We talked about you Gremlins. Did do Gremlins. I think we well, did I Gremlins was... on a horror episode once. We we did it as part of one of our favorites, I think, or one of oh, us did. Okay. I thought it was Critters. No, no, we didn't Gremlins. do Critters. But uh, yeah, dude. All right, man. I, I we veered off way off topic. We need to bring it back. Back to Zanducci. <laughs> First of all, that's not how you pronounce it. <laughs> hey, it's as close, like you said. You yeah. As long as they don't sound English enough or Spanish enough, I lose it. You Look, lose I it. I got it yeah. that far. Yeah. Okay. It's uh, so, Satoichi. Satoichi. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're okay. like Zamaducci. That's Maducci. Zamoni. It sounds, it sounds Italian, you know? Italian, the black. Zanga La Buda. The blind swordsman, you know? Yeah. Hey, Zangief. Forget, forget about it, you know? Yeah, man. Uh, oh, uh, speaking of that, Zangief. <laughs> speaking um, of Zangief. <laughs> 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 what about Zangief? You gonna talk about the, the new Street Fighter coming? No, I was actually gonna say, did you guys do the podcast about the fight? Yes, we did. I, it's recorded. Oh, okay. I, I haven't, I haven't finished editing it yet. Okay, I, just, I was just like, you said Zangief, I remember. Yeah, Zangief. Speaking of Zangief, <laughs> the UFC fights this past weekend. What'd you think? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Zangief won. Apparently. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're talking about Yuri Prochaska. <laughs> yeah, Yuri Prochaska, like that dude. That dude pulled out a win right out of his ass right there in the end, man. That dude, yeah. as wacky as he is, we're kind of on subject here. Dude believes in the bushido way the whole samurai lifestyle is that why he did that thing on his head that's why he's got that little ponytail right at the top of his head he's not trying to be like a cha-cha girl he's he's over here he's over here you know repping the samurai life you know i thought he was trying to be latin in the 1980s but no he's 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 repping the 
he, he's ripping the samurai life. So there you go. Yeah. Back to Zanpucci. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. We're back at it. There you go. There We're you back go. on track. Okay. Back on track. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about samurais. <laughs> yeah. Back to Zangief. Um, <laughs> oh, God, dude. Crazy. Uh, <laughs> say, say Satoichi. Satoichi. Ah, oh, fucker, you got it right. <laughs> I thought you were gonna fuck it up good. Zangief? <laughs> what? Yeah, I don't know. Zamaduchi. Zamaduchi? That sounds like a Pokemon. There's Zamaduchi right there. Yeah, what Pokemon is this? Zamaduchi, yeah. That's all they can say. Zamaduchi. Yeah. <laughs> no, dude. So, um, anyway, uh, I think, yeah, like, uh, since we veered off topic, man, and, and uh, we w- went into all this other places let's uh let's bring it up and just give your final thoughts and then we'll close out okay my final thoughts about the movie itself was it's a very very old school style movie you know it's it's very straight to the point it's a very enjoyable movie you know i one of one of my favorites you know it's on it's on my list of martial art movies even though it's a samurai movie it's a martial arts movie i would consider it a martial arts movie would you? I mean, yeah, it's you know samurais and and uh, swordsmanship, yeah. Well, okay, then yeah, then then I would say, it's, but it's still on my list, you know, which we need to do a review of our top like five or three. Oh, you want to do know? a review of your top five? Like we can do a review. Of, did we ever do a review of your favorite top five kung fu flicks or martial arts no. movies? No, we never. Because I know I've done that with. Uh, not my cousin Dan. Not my cousin Dan. No. Yeah. The the only reason we stopped doing those is because it was a task, dude. It was a task to watch all those movies. It was hard to get all those movies done. That's why we don't do the lists anymore. That's why we only do movies once at, one one at a time. But dude, I'm down for that. Like I'm down to like do a, like if it's just you, like it's just gonna be mm-hmm. you, and we're gonna do your list. I'm down to watch all right. those movies that you that you want to do. Like um, yeah. You can you can shoot me your list, and then uh, we'll talk about it sure yeah let's do let's do this we'll do father the bride first okay and then we'll do your top five okay sounds good you got you got um, access to the list so you can put you can put your five in there right and then and then we'll see we'll see who else wants to wants to join in maybe we'll get lechuga or maybe we'll get uh not my cousin dan or maybe i'll get a guest Mm -hmm. and uh well what happened to uh what's his name um the metalworks guy no, 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 no. Um, you did the Dragon Ball episode with him. Oh, you're talking about Fredo? Fredo, yeah. Steve you wanna do a move you wanna do one with Fredo? Yeah, I wanna do the Ninja Turtle one with Fredo. Oh, that's right, that's right. We're gonna do Ninja Turtles with Fredo. All right. Well, it's up to you, man. You wanna do Ninja Turtles or you wanna do uh top five mm, kung fu movies? Let's do turtles. I wanna celebrate Eastman's birthday. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. We do that. We okay, so in the next few episodes. We got to do Turtles, Father of the Bride, and Goodfellas. Oh. Right? Kill Bill's got to be in there someplace, too. Because I love Kill Bill. Either Kill, Kill, Bill, Bill. Kill Bill or Pulp Fiction, one of those. Well, I already see you already have Pulp Fiction. So is Pulp Fiction and Kill Bill sort of like the same director? or? Yeah, it's Quentin Tarantino. Or... How about you do a, a Quentin Tarantino's top three? Oof. That dude's got you a lot of moves. You already know about Pulp I've, I well, think he, I've watched all his movies, too. 
Right, but what are your personal favorites? We're looking at, well, personally for me, it's Pulp Fiction. Um, Pulp Fiction, um, Kill Bill, and um, Planet Terror. No, Planet Terror is not his. Planet Terror is Roberto Rodriguez. Oh, then. That's a double feature. That was the right, the, the Grindhouse yeah. double feature. Yeah. That was not his. That one's Roberto Rodriguez. His was Death Proof. Ooh, okay, then Death Proof. There you go. That's a funny that's a funny double feature because it was like these two were talking to each other and they were like, Hey man, I got a great idea. And he's like, What? You know, you know the groundhouse movies? And he's like, Yeah. It's like, let's do a groundhouse movie. Like you do yours, I'll do mine, we'll do a feat, we'll do a double feature. And he's like, Fuck yeah. He's like, Yeah, dude, let's just go go deep on the on the grindhouse thing. Let's just mm. like really hit it hard. Like hit all the Both things. Both movies are fucking just a blood gory fest. But Love you it. see, the thing is, is like for some reason, for some reason, I feel like Roberto Rodriguez didn't understand the assignment. I feel like like Roberto Rodriguez went the goofy route. Like he went, he went like over there, you know. And then Tarantino showed him. Like Tarantino shows up with his movies, and I'm like. This is actually a pretty fucking good movie, <laughs> you know. Oh, Death Proof, yeah, yeah Death Proof is good. Death Proof is, is amazing, and I'm like, what? Right. This, like, wait a minute, how come this movie's good and yours suck? You know, like, right, right, right. Yeah, it, it was like, wait a minute, and then like, I feel like Roberto Rodriguez is like, damn, dude, I thought, I thought we were fucking around. <laughs> I didn't know you were gonna do this shit for real, man. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I fucked up. Now I got this movie. Fuck. All right, fuck it. Let's just let's just make it. Fuck it. Let's just go ahead. Give it to the, give it to the producers. We'll, we'll fucking just do it. Yeah, yeah. I know. Did, I know. Uh, I fucked up. I know. I fucked up. Just to make it. Just make machete? it. That's also a, a Roberto Rodriguez movie. Okay. Well, machete is all Roberto Rodriguez. My yeah. like the funny thing is about, about like fucking Roberto Rodriguez is that fucking cat. That dude is doing some of the episodes in. Was it? He's doing some Star Wars episodes. Yes, I did hear that. Yeah, I think he did. I think he's doing some of the Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. He got signed up for a Mandalorian season three. That's fucking dope, man. Like, yeah. But he he yeah. did. Yeah, he he's been doing them. You know, so mm-hmm. that shit that's just crazy, man. Because like mm-hmm. he can make a good movie. Yeah. Fuck. Why didn't I think of this before? Mariachi. We got to do the mariachi. Oh. El mariachi and Desperado. Oh. Yeah, bro. El Mariachi. That's what we got to do. We're going to do El Mariachi with fucking Fredo. That's what we're doing. I'm down. I'm down. I'm going to get fucking Fredo. I'm going to fucking tell him. I'm going to tell him right now. El Mariachi. All us fucking Mexicans. <laughs> we're going to fucking do El Mariachi. You better record this lot. You better record this. Because <laughs> I'm going to wear a fucking sombrero. Oh, uh, dude, you're gonna get, you're gonna, you're gonna fucking, you're gonna rep the, the la raza. You're gonna fucking dude, show up. I'm gonna represent the raza. Yeah. I have my corona right here. Yeah. You go, <laughs> a couple you're, tacos. You're gonna cosplay a Mexican. <laughs> I'm halfway there. What are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> dude, el mariachi. That's what we need to do. We need, we, yeah. we need to do el mariachi. I know we just put a slate out of all the shit we want to do. We're gonna do mariachi next. Fuck it. Okay. El mariachi next. Maybe, maybe I'll get fucking um no. Let's just you, me, Fredo, we'll do El Mariachi. I gotta give Lechuga a rest, man. I I, I know that I know I'm wearing him down. I, I don't wanna fucking I don't I don't want him to get pissed at me. 
But in mariachi, you, me, Fredo. I'm going to tell okay. Fredo, see what's up. Okay. And on that note, what did you think of Zantucci? Zantucci. 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 Zamboni. You went too Italian on that one. <laughs> Dude, Zantucci, <laughs> man. I love that movie. That movie is dope, man. It's a great action movie, man. It's worth watching. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's absolutely worth watching. I remember the the ending with the dancing being a little weird, but now that I look at it with new eyes, I don't think it's weird. I think it's great. It's a great movie. You know, the group that did the dancing on that was um, they they're well known. Oh, really? They're like yeah, a, it's a tap it's a yeah, tap dancing company. Yeah, they did the like yeah. crazy tap dancing at the end. Right, they did. They did a crazy dance, but throughout the movie, they they're like harmonizing. Like yeah. the first scene you see the, the you see the four, they're they're like going through the mud, but they're making noise like they're making a rhythm. Mm. Like basically, the second time you see them is um, they're tap dancing in the rain. Yeah. Okay, and I was like, wow, that is kind of kind of crazy. But I get it. Uh, it's called the uh, the Japanese tap dance, the the stripes. The stripes, the dance troupe, the stripes. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. All right. Well, yeah, yeah. I think it's great, man. Um, and like I said, now that I see it with new eyes, it all makes sense. You know, right. it didn't make sense when I was younger when I watched it. You know. Yeah. But now, now that I I'm looking at it a little more mature, I think it, it makes sense. It all makes sense because it's a celebration. It was a festival that was already happening, that was already slated to happen. It just happened to coincide with the falling of that of that um, gang, right? So, mm -hmm. anyway, yeah, dude. So, uh, we better call it quits. Uh, thanks so yeah. much, man. Not a problem, bro. Thanks, brother. So, this is Edgar Traves and Cousin Primo. We will catch you next time. Later, guys. We're out. We're out. The music you're listening to is titled Baila by Looney, and you can find that over at Epidemic Sound. Now, for those of you who don't know, allows you to buy music, allows you to buy a license to use their music on whatever projects that you have. So it could be social media projects, it can be film. It's the perfect catalog for whatever project you may have going on. So yeah, man, we go all over the place as always, but man, if you haven't seen Beat Takeshi's 2003 Sao you should check it out. It's a great movie. Definitely one of those movies you gotta watch. If you like what you heard and you want more, make sure you head on over to our website, theflowrollpodcast.com. There you'll find a complete catalog of all our episodes and a store where you can purchase some merchandise. Make sure you follow me on Instagram under the name El Girl Traves. And don't forget to follow the show on Instagram under the name The Flow Roll. And don't forget to follow my co-host on Instagram under the name Cousin Primo. And make sure you like, subscribe, comment, and share wherever you get your podcasts at. And press all the buttons that make the podcast gods happy. Thank you so much for listening. This is Edgar Traves. We'll catch you next time. Behave yourselves. Ladies.